Welcome to the Becoming Priority Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Woodard, and I'm so glad you joined me today. Here at Becoming Priority, I believe that we have to be intentional about making time for ourselves. Whether you need to carve out space for your spiritual, mental, or physical health, you are in the right place. Life is busy. Responsibilities are overwhelming. Sometimes, no matter how hard we try to make time for the things that are important, we forget to add ourselves to that list. It's a constant struggle, but I'm here to tell you that you deserve to put yourself first. And I'm here to encourage, inspire, and support you in becoming priority in your life. Hey everyone, it's Melissa and welcome back to episode 24 of the Becoming Priority podcast. Today we are going to be finishing up our series on rest and if you haven't already listened, we actually have covered five areas of rest already. In the previous three episodes, we have discussed physical rest, both passive and active, mental rest, sensory rest, creative and emotional rest. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about social and spiritual rest. So let's go ahead and dive in and we're going to start with social rest. Now, most people probably don't think much about social rest, but just like pushing our bodies or overstimulating our minds, our relationships can have a huge impact on our overall health. All of the relationships in our life do one of two things. They either energize us or they drain us. So unless you're paying attention and listening to your body, you may not even recognize when a relationship around you drains you. If you're tense around someone, always walking on eggshells, you go in expecting for them to be negative or even hateful, well, it's obvious that those people are exhausting us and draining us. But it's not always easy for us to recognize when we put stress on ourselves for the people around us. Now, if you're a people pleaser like me, You may assign the stress from people as you just wanting to do things right or just doing your job. But if you're constantly seeking to please people, you are going to be exhausted. A lot of our daily connections with people are out of obligation to our jobs or our responsibilities. And if we are just focusing on what needs to be done, we can't really enjoy those social environments. Therefore, they don't give us rest. We've all heard the saying that all work and no play makes Johnny a dull boy. Well, all serious, all tense, all stressful relationships actually make you a miserable boy or girl. A lot of us go from work to home to do all the things that need to be done. And when we do participate in things outside of the office or home, it may be social environments that actually carry more responsibility, like where you volunteer, organizations that you serve in, whether it's for you or your children. It could be sports for your kids. And if we're honest... Not all of those things bring us joy. They actually can add to the negative people that we're actually surrounded by. There is a popular quote by Jim Rowan that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Y'all, this is so true. I tell my kids all the time to be very careful who they choose to spend time with. I know that when I'm around people that are negative, always complaining and tearing people down, I find myself becoming very negative, complaining, and using my words in ways that I shouldn't. Those attitudes and mindsets contribute to so much stress in our lives. When we fail to differentiate between relationships that energize us and those that exhaust us, 
we can suffer from a social rest deficit. To experience more social rest, you need to connect with positive and supportive people. Social rest needs to be spent with people who energize us. So I encourage you to schedule time with people that you can just let loose with and have fun with. Now, as couples, we often are busy dealing with the day-to-day of what needs to be done or has to be done and all of the realities around us, like our bills, our work, our kids, school. It's important to schedule time to just enjoy each other, to not discuss all the stress of life, to just have fun and enjoy some time just as two human beings that really enjoy spending time together, not trying to solve all the problems of the world. Now, this can be really hard to do, but it's actually very important for us to do that. If you take a night out to go on a date night as like your rest night and you spend the whole time discussing things that are wrong at home, discussing things that are wrong at work, then you are not actually getting true social rest. The point of social rest is to get away and enjoy and to use that social environment to relieve stress and let go of some of that, to just relax. So, like I said, that can be really hard to do, but you really do need to make it a priority. And I also encourage you, if you're a parent, to do the same with your kids. Our relationship with our kids can be so stressful at times. It's a constant fight between disciplining them and wanting to keep them responsible. It creates a lot of tension in that relationship. So make sure that you're energizing and recharging each other by just enjoying some time together, doing something fun playing, encouraging, and uplifting them. This is going to energize both of the people in the relationship. Your kids are socially active and mentally exhausted all day long. Sometimes they just need to get away and have a, quote, date night as well to re-energize them. The Bible talks about encouraging one another in 1 Thessalonians 5.11. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up. It does not say that we are to tear people down, to point out all of their faults. When that is done to us, it is stressful. And when we're doing it to others, it is stressful as well. Real social rest comes only from relationships that energize and uplift. I'm going to say that again. I've already said it once. That means that it is also our responsibility to make sure that we're the one energizing and uplifting those around us when they take time out of their schedule to spend time with us. Now, if you know me in real life, it's probably pretty obvious that I can be very high strung. I'm very dedicated to what I'm doing. I have high expectations and I recognize that without continual effort, I can be the one who is stressing and draining the people around me. Not because I want to tear people down, but because my personality comes off as aggressive when I'm super passionate about something or when I'm participating in something. I want things done well. And more often than not, I can add to the stress in people's lives because they simply don't care as much as I do about things. They're not wrong, but they don't take the amount of pride and energy that I do in what I'm participating in. So this includes my family, people that I work with and serve with, and also my friends. Now on the flip of that, when I'm uplifting and encouraging, I'm also all in. But when there is friction and things needing fixed, I'm also all in. So it's really important for me to limit my time around negative 
and socially draining people in order for me to recognize my own behaviors faster. And honestly, that can be really hard sometimes when you're plugged into lots of environments with people. So I want to encourage you to be intentional about taking social rest times. Take it seriously and make sure you're plugging into people who energize you on a regular basis. Social rest is huge. If you like to hang out with your friends, you're not naturally going to choose the friends that are negative and um, hard to be around. You're going to choose the friends that you can have fun with. It is important to go and have fun. Social environment and social engagement can be a huge way that we rest. We rest our minds. We rest our bodies. We may be doing something fun, so we may not be completely resting our body. We may be playing. Um, But it can be a huge help for managing stress. Our friends and the environment around us, if we're having fun with our friends and we're just focusing on what we're doing with them, we're not thinking about the stresses of work. A lot of times, sometimes we do talk about the things that we're going through and it just helps to have somebody to listen sometimes. But social rest needs to be a priority on your schedule. You need to make time for it and choose who you spend it with very, very carefully. Now, the last type of rest that we are going to talk about is spiritual rest. Just like all the other types of rest, we have to be intentional about seeking out spiritual rest in order to recharge and manage stress in our lives. Spiritual rest can be defined as the ability to connect beyond the physical and mental and feel a deep sense of belonging and love. Now, spiritual rest is easy to overlook a lot of times until we face the burnout of mental, emotional, or physical exhaustion. Worry, anxiety, anger, frustration, bitterness, unforgiveness, and stress all burden our souls. Spiritual rest is different from self-care. Spiritual rest restores our spirit, which empowers us to experience peace and perseverance when we face challenges. Now, if you're like me, emotional and mental weariness is harder to overcome than physical tiredness a lot of times. And when our spirits are drained, we can often try to fix those things ourselves. But some things we just can't fix. But we continue to carry the stress of trying to do it ourselves, which only adds to our exhaustion. Jesus, who is literally our God with skin on, understands both the physical and the spiritual need for rest. In Matthew 11, 28 through 30, it says, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is comfortable and my burden is light. Oftentimes, we can approach this verse as finding relief from our burdens. But Jesus invites us to something much deeper than feeling better. He wants to teach us to live better. Spiritual rest is the rest of faith. It's the ability to remain connected to Christ as we live and work with Him. It's a life of companionship where we walk and work with Him moment by moment. We find spiritual rest when we remember that His presence is always there and we rely on His resources. 
Staying yoked enables us to be present with him. In the moment, we make choices to trust his experience, to trust his provision, and to trust his leadership. Every choice to believe, abide, surrender, and trust creates moments of spiritual rest from the burdens of us striving, from our worry, from our comparison, frustration, and so many other mental and emotional challenges. Everyone has responsibilities that we carry, but how we carry them makes the difference between thriving in life versus feeling driven and overwhelmed. Staying connected to Christ also relieves us of feeling alone in our burdens. Now, there are some obvious ways that we can seek spiritual rest, some of which we covered in other areas of rest, and some of them we haven't. Time in the Word is one. Prayer. Meditating. You can meditate on God's Word. You can meditate on some worship music, the lyrics of the music, and just listen to God. Spend some time in silence just listening to Him. For me, it's important for me to plug into a church service and a Bible study in my local community. And also, a thing that you can do that we haven't talked about before is engaging in something larger than yourself. It's a great way to experience spiritual rest. Volunteering and serving those less fortunate connects us to something greater than ourselves. Now, it doesn't take away our problems. We don't suddenly have less things to stress over. But it does help us to quickly recognize just how blessed we are no matter what our situation is. Now, all of the scheduled spiritual disciplines that we practice are great for growing a relationship with Christ and keeping our hearts and eyes focused on Him. They do provide us with spiritual rest. They help relieve some of the stress in our lives, some of the emotions that weigh us down. But I'm going to challenge you with a few things that aren't the pretty Instagram-worthy picture of time with the Lord, because these things actually challenge us. And the amount of spiritual rest that comes from them is far greater than we can even realize. So the first one I want to challenge you with is when you pray, ask God to examine your heart and then confess any sin that he reveals. We don't go around just seeking to admit where we're screwing up. But I'm telling you that carrying around and walking around in sin and knowing that you're doing something that you shouldn't be doing is a heavy burden to carry. And if you will just ask God to examine your heart and confess that sin to him that he reveals to you and let him have it and help you deal with it, your burden's going to be lighter. The second thing is to trust God with the people that you care about. Y'all, we carry a huge weight when we worry for our people. Our people, we love them. We think that nobody can love them more than we do. And the reality is that God does love them more than we can ever imagine or ever love them. So carrying the burden of worry for the people that we love creates a lot of stress in our life. We need to trust the Lord with our loved ones because He is faithful And he is working in their lives. And we can't continue to carry that burden ourselves. The third thing is we need to find freedom in forgiveness. When we're harboring offenses, it's one of the heaviest burdens that we can carry. Forgiveness turns the situation and the offender over to God. 
it's his to deal with. We can't change people. We can't change what happened. We can't change what we've done. So we just need to turn the situation and the other person over to God. You may have heard the quote that unforgiveness is like drinking poison and hoping it kills the other person. Y'all, that is powerful. We do not realize how much we hurt ourselves by carrying unforgiveness. In our hurt, we may view forgiveness as letting somebody off the hook, but that is not biblical forgiveness. Biblical forgiveness acknowledges the sin, charges the debt, states what it costs. This process actually prepares us to pray. I trust you with this person and this situation, Lord. I choose to forgive them because you have forgiven me. The fourth thing I want you to do is pray when you feel weary and burdened. Lord, what do you want me to know about this burden? Is there something that you want me to see? Something that you want me to understand about this situation? Help me to turn this problem over to you. What are you trying to teach me? Show me how to pray about this problem. Sometimes that's where we need to begin. When we're not quite sure how to turn something over to the Lord, ask Him for help. And the fifth thing that I want you to do is to rest the outcome of your efforts in God's capable hands and release the stress of performance. Give God the outcome of your effort. He can relieve us of the weight of worry because God didn't intend for us to face our problems alone. He is capable. We do not have to perform for him. And he will keep his promises to us. Now I want you to remember that trust doesn't mean that Jesus is going to give you the perfect answer in the moment or even solve your problems in a snap. But it does mean that he's with you in the moment and you're working together, yoked together. Spiritual rest comes as we depend on Christ. Letting go of the weight of worry, we can trust him with the outcome, even if the outcome isn't the one that we envisioned. I hope that you will take those challenges. I hope that you will make note of those five things in a journal somewhere and reflect back on those. Number one was when you pray, ask God to examine your heart and confess any sin that it reveals. Number two, trust him with the people that you care about. Don't carry the weight of worry. Number three, find forgive, freedom in forgiveness. Number four, pray when you feel weary and burdened, even if it is just simply asking him for help on how to pray about the problem. And number five, rest the outcome of your efforts in God's capable hands and release the stress of performing. So I hope that today's podcast was encouraging for you. I hope that it enlightened you on how important it is for you to take real time to spend with uplifting people and encouraging people in social environments as a form of rest. It can take huge amounts of burden off of you to just get away and enjoy some time with people that energize you. And of course, spiritual rest is a huge one for me. If you're a believer, I believe that you should be spending time with the Lord daily. I believe that we should challenge ourselves to increase the time and the ways that we seek Him throughout our day, every single day. 
And I want to obviously challenge you with the five things that I left off with at the end. We carry so much weight that we don't even realize worrying about people, hashing over things that have already been done that we can't change, that we should have let go of a long time ago through forgiveness and trying to perform for God. And if we can stop doing those things, imagine the mental and emotional rest that we will receive when we seek God in all of those situations. We are officially done with our rest series. I hope that this series has been encouraging to you. I hope that it got you thinking outside of the box to find ways to rest that are more than just going to bed at night. Because if you've listened, you know, sleep is not the only way that we get our rest. And there's lots of our body and our mind and our spirits that need rest besides just passive rest. So I hope that this challenges you. And I look forward to talking to you again in a couple of weeks. Until then, feel free to message me and let's talk about the different areas of rest that you struggle with. And let's see if we can come up with some ways that maybe we didn't talk about in the podcast that will work for you as you move forward, making rest a priority in your life. I hope you all have a great day and I will talk to you again soon. Hey friends, I just want to thank you for tuning in today. I hope that you were encouraged and reminded that when you take time for yourself to focus on your spiritual, mental, or physical health, it is not selfish. It really does allow you to show up better for others without losing who you were created to be in the process. If you enjoyed today's episode and you would like to support the podcast, please share it with others. Post about it on Instagram and tag me at Becoming Priority. I would love to hear your takeaways. You can also leave a rating and review on iTunes or wherever you listen. It really does help to get the word out and build this community, and it means a lot to me. Until next time, make sure you're taking the steps needed and carving out space for yourself because you matter and you deserve it.